1: What is up, everybody? We're going to try this once again, Mr. Ryan Talbot. We were live yesterday. Um, it was hectic over at uh, Riley's uh, or Ryan's pub, Irish pub um, on Decatur Street. Uh, I think what happened was so many members of Bill's Mafia showed up to that part and they had their cell phones going and taking pictures and texting. The this, this service just was not that great. We lost our show halfway through, so we decided we'll come here today. Jackson Square in the famous New Orleans French Quarter a couple hours before kickoff. The Buffalo Bills against the New Orleans Saints. It's going down. The Thanksgiving night game a little bit different. Last time the Bills played on Thanksgiving two years ago against Dallas. It was the afternoon game. A lot to talk about about this football team. The Buffalo Bills looking to rebound in a short week.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Plenty to talk about here in this matchup. But it's a matchup, Matt, that one, obviously the Bills have to look at as a must win, especially after the, the egg that they laid last week against the Colts. But two, it's also a must win based on the injuries that the Saints are currently dealing with. This is a team that has been hurt by injuries coming leading up into this game. Their star player, Alvin Kamara. Out Mark Ingram reportedly not going to play today, according to Jay Glazer. Now he was listed as questionable. We'll kind of wait and see there. They haven't had Michael Thomas. They're going to have Trevor Simeon uh, as their starting quarterback. And then on defense, their top two sack getters are both out for this game. There are no excuses, Matt, when it comes to this game today.
1: So whether you're celebrating at home or away, uh, Tops has all your fan favorites. So if you're back in Buffalo and you want to watch this game, head over to Tops. Um, It's ready to enjoy for football or any occasion. Top Friendly Markets, your neighborhood store with more. The official sponsor of the Shop Buffalo Football Podcast. All right. So I want to get first and foremost to, you know, what this game means on a short turnaround, because I think that the psyche of this team, this Bills team, and and by the way, let me just say, really cool vibe here. It's a little bit um, different being side-by-side side with you. Usually we're doing this uh, over uh, virtually where Ryan is at his house or I'm at my house or at the stadium. It's nice to be in person here today with the man Ryan Talbot. Uh, we're, we're getting after it in New Orleans. What, what did you think of, of, of the week so far? Let's let's start there.
0: Uh, the week's been great. We've had a lot of fun here. We, we've uh, covered a lot of the, the angles and the stories for this game, put a lot up on and Syracuse.com Then we've been able to go out and explore a little bit and uh, get to see the sights in beautiful city, uh, you see in the backdrop there, there's not much to complain about. Great weather as well. So, Josh Allen,
1: let's start there. Six turnovers in his last three games. Mm-hmm. He had four in his first seven. Um, he talked about it this week about like there being a focus inside the building. And I think that there has to be a focus knowing what's on the line here because I think this game in particular has the type of vibe and feel that if the Bills lose this game – it could be a kind of a crossroads. I wrote about it uh, a couple days ago at the site because they lose this game, Ryan. It's ten days, eleven days. You play the Patriots. You got the Bucks coming up after that. A Carolina Panthers team that now looks completely different and, and tougher. So this is a situation where he said every week is a must-win game, but this really truly feels like a must-win game against an opponent that's considerably banged up. Like
0: you yeah, 100% a must-win game. And listen, when it comes to these turnovers, Matt, uh, you can kind of go back and say, okay, against Jacksonville, they couldn't get anything going. He was pressing, trying to do too much. Uh, against the Indianapolis Colts, they got down 14 to nothing. They matched uh, with one touchdown. But then it, it started to get out of reach. And once it was out of reach, that's when he, they became really one-dimensional and the Colts kind of sit back there and wait. So, you know, the, the turnovers – uh, you don't want to make excuses for the guy, but th- there are some reasons why he's turned the ball over a little bit more as of late, just based on the overall offensive struggles of
1: this team. So the matchup that I'm keying in on today that I want to kind of focus in on is Stefan Diggs versus Marshawn Lattimore. And what's funny, I was doing some reading uh, on, on our way over uh, to do the show here, and Marshawn Lattimore is a guy that you kind of like, just check that as the you know an elite player on the opposing depth chart, right? Like a guy that you know, Stephon Diggs versus Marshawn Lattimore—that's going to be mm-hmm. must-see TV. And it started out that way this year for Lattimore; he was really good. But over the last couple games, his stats have dropped completely. Not only is he giving up yardage to receivers, but yardage after the catch has been—you know—it's upwards near around I think 17 to 20 yards per reception after the catch, some somewhere in that in in that range. And this is a situation where Stephon Diggs. You need him to come out here and kind of have a monster game for this offense. When the Bills have kind of gotten out of a funk over the last 20 months, it's usually been Stephon Diggs who's gotten them there. And I think he's got to be huge in this game.
0: Yeah, listen, you don't want to force feed the ball to digs in terms of double coverage, things like that. But there are ways to get him the ball uh, quickly and get the ball in his hands. Let him do his thing against Lattimore. Lattimore has been a little up and down in his career. He started out with a great rookie season, one rookie of the year. Uh, He's had more highs than lows, but you're right. He's been a little up and down And while they are very banged up, it, there's Demario Davis at linebacker. There's Cameron Jordan on the defensive line. So there is some talent there on this defense, but you're right. Lattimore, that is the name to watch. And obviously you're going to have Stefan Diggs lined up across from him here today.
1: Approach in this game is going to be very interesting to see how Sean McDermott, you know, plays things after maybe not a so great game uh, a couple days ago against Indianapolis. I thought that, you know, end of the second quarter drive really left a lot to be desired letting the clock, kind of tick down, tick down, tick down, and also for the game, and I and I'll and I'll kind of couple him with with Brian Dable here. You know, not getting Matt Breida involved mm-hmm. a little bit too. I mean, what he's doing right now with a limited amount of touches has been really impressive. Sean McDermott was asked uh, in his weekly interview on WGR five hundred and fifty, has Matt Breida done enough to earn more touches? And he said, you know, point blank, yes. And I think we're both in agreement. We need to see more Matt Breida today. I. I think we're at a point, Ryan, with Brita, where I have no problem with with Devin Singletary being the R B one. He's earned it. He's he's played pretty solid when he's been given opportunities, but I think that they need a jump start. I wouldn't be surprised or I wouldn't be um I wouldn't have a problem if Matt Breida kind of takes over that role just to kind of get that running game going a bit
0: yeah I I would like to see Breida get about 10 to 12 touches today you're right he had over 10 yards per touch last week obviously over 10 yards per carry and then he had one reception for 16 yards he has that speed he has that acceleration that Devin Singletary and Zach Moss lack Uh, we obviously have no idea what the enactors are going to look like tonight Matt but I think it could be a combination of Singletary and Breed. and maybe Moss is the odd man out, not just in terms of snaps, but maybe he doesn't even suit up here on Thanksgiving night. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: I I think making Zach Moss inactive is is something that, you know, Sean talked about early in the season, an indirect message sent to Zach Moss that, you know, we it wasn't it was just no jerseys for him. But I think what happened was he took it, you know kind of personally that he wasn't active that first week he struggled i think it was uh bruce uh, bruce nolan put out a a pretty interesting stat where he ranks basically in the bottom three or four running backs across the league in terms of uh did you see that stat it was like yards before contact yes yep and um he just hasn't been very good you know after coming in against Miami early in the season, had that those two big touchdowns and everybody was talking about the business decisions. The business cards have been put away back in the wallet ever since then. And, and he hasn't really been as effective. So uh, up front, you know, obviously for any of these running backs to be effective, it's going to come down to this offensive line. And we know what most of it's going to look like. Deion Dawkins, likely Ike Butker uh, with John Feliciano, still not back off injured reserve, uh, Mitch Morse, and then most likely Cody Ford, and Daryl Williams at the, on the right side, once again, Spencer Brown still at this time in COVID protocol as is Darla Tula.
0: Yeah. So, you know, listen, Matt, the line was, this is the same line that they rolled out for the first time in Jacksonville, and it was a disaster. There's no other way to put it. They, uh, 20 plus pressures in that game, Josh Allen getting sacked left and right, and the Bills couldn't run the ball. Then they get Spencer Brown back for one game last week against the Colts to go back to this unit. They played better. Mm-hmm. This unit looked better against the Colts than they did against Jacksonville. I think that's a good sign going forward. Cody Ford stalled out of drive early with a penalty. Mitch Morris then kind of doubled down with a hold. Uh, So this is not the best unit that the Bills have, obviously, but it's the best available unit that they have. So when the Bills are playing today, they really need to get something going early with that line maybe get Cody Ford's confidence going with some kind of run blocking, uh, because that's where he does thrive. He's better as a run blocker, give some touches to Brady, give some touches to Singletary where he can kind of maybe pave the way. And that might help him out. And like we said, two defensive ends are out for this game already. So the bills aren't going to be getting the best shot from the saints either.
1: Yeah. And I, You know, well, first of all, before we continue, from hot to go pizzas uh, and appetizers, signature fried chicken, baby back ribs and subs, delicious salads and brownie trays, tops has everything you need to feed the hungriest fans. Chef, a Buffalo football podcast hosted by Matt Perino and Ryan Talbot. Getting there this weekend. I know it's, it's Thanksgiving today, Ryan. We haven't even discussed this yet. You know, shame on me out here walking the streets of New Orleans on a beautiful, beautiful Thanksgiving. A uh, lot to be grateful for. I actually uh, you know, spent all week working on a really cool story um, on, a, on a couple of Bills fans that it made the trip from Brazil to Buffalo. They watched the Colts game on Sunday. They made the trip to New Orleans. They're going to go to the game tonight. That's up at the site, Syracuse.com, NewYorkUpstate.com. Uh, I really enjoyed that. I thought it really came out pretty well. So check that out. But we want to wish all of you, a very happy Thanksgiving. Uh, all your support over the years uh, has been so uh, meaningful to us and appreciative. I mean, both of us are uh, for the continued support. Oh,
0: 100%. And and also, thank you to our families at home that, you know, let us go on these trips. Let us experience these things. Happy Thanksgiving, Ellie and Owen. I know you guys are watching live. Happy Thanksgiving to the Prino family as well and my family at home, too. Yeah, I had
1: uh, Lucas had uh, we were on FaceTime walking over here and I said, I'll call you up to the show. And he said, you're, you're hanging up already? I said, yeah, I'll call you right back after the show, buddy. It's okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we miss him uh, greatly. So, you know, talking about the offensive line, and, you know, obviously the Saints are banged up. That They still defensively get the job done for the most part. They're, they're a defense that tends to plug and play uh, pretty well. And I think today it's going to be on Josh Allen. And, you know, the, in it, the kind of inconsistent play that he's been dealing with over the course of the last couple of games, he's got to kind of shed all of that and come out here and kind of make a statement a little bit. Listen, you, you watch all the national uh, talking heads, right? Mm-hmm. We've, we've had ESPN, ESPN in, on in the room over the last couple of days. And, you know, it's Stephen A. Smith and, you know, Nick Wright. I know Nick Wright. Uh, I'm sorry to bring him up. But, you know. Some of the points that they made, I mean, there, there's some some real um, truth to some of the things that they're saying that, you know, Josh Allen just uh, signed a, a record contract for a Bills quarterback, $258 million. And it almost feels like there's, you know, they're pressing a little bit. And him, him more than anybody, he's got to come out here today. He's got to play calm and controlled, but he's got to take the game to the Saints. That's something that I, I think that this version of Josh Allen in 2021 that's what I've been missing from him is taking the attacking the opposing team's defense. And, you know, whether it's with his arm, whether it's with his leg, he's got a, he's a big fan of Kobe Bryant. You know, the Mamba mentality. I want to see a little Mamba in him on Thanksgiving today.
0: I think that's a great point. And that's, again, something you'd like to see. And one area I'd like to see him is use his legs a little bit more. Maybe not the design. runs, right. Matt. The design runs have not worked efficiently this year. I'd like to see him, if there's the first read's not there, the second read's not there, if there's an opening or an opportunity, take off and run. He's gotten a lot better sliding. That's a good thing. He used to take on those hits. But take all the yards you can get, slide down, take over this game. But when it also comes to the passing aspect, you want them to be aggressive, but you also want them to take that short stuff, whatever they give you as well. I think that he's been pressing trying to get the big play too many times, and that's hurt the Bills a little bit over these past few weeks. So be smart, but take those opportunities when they arise. Cold, or The uh, Saints got a couple offensive linemen out in this game.
1: Uh, one of the one tackle is on the other is questionable. Okay, so potentially two guys down on that offensive line. That's good news for a Bills defense that wants to get that pass rush going this week. You know, obviously Star Lotule likely to be out. I have not seen anything on him today. Even if he comes off the COVID list, I I really can I, I'd be concerned about running him out here. Based on the fact that he had COVID, you don't know how severe it was, even if it wasn't super severe, just being sick and not practicing for a couple of days, you know, it's gonna probably take him a little bit of a ramp up time to get back to 100%. So, you know, you look at what they're gonna probably be coming with. We talked about it, I think, on the show uh, a couple days ago. I wanna see more of Boogie Basham. I wanna see more of Greg Rousseau. I wanna see the, the the numbers kind of flip a little bit. We saw way too much Vernon Butler the other day. I think they're probably going to look to maybe get Harrison Phillips a little bit less involved. And I can even see a guy like F.E. Obata move around a little bit. He's been playing pretty well. I think they'll try to take advantage of some of those matchups, of some of these offensive linemen around.
0: Yeah, you just nailed it. I was going to mention F.A. Obata. He's a, a guy that I would like to see move inside, outside a little bit. And, and obviously, if you're going to be giving Rousseau and Hughes... And Addison opportunities off the edge of Pinesa as well. Then, then maybe it is on the inside where you see FAO Bada thrive, and that's where he played really well with the the Panthers last year. The majority of his five and a half sacks came from that area, or five sacks. Uh, so. Let them work on the inside. Obviously, it can't go any worse than it did last week where the Bills yeah. really struggled to stop the run, get any kind of pressure up front. So keep an eye on F.A. Albada. Let's look at these young pass rushers today that you already mentioned. But we really haven't seen much from this
1: unit since mm-hmm. that Miami Dolphins game back in week two. And the one good thing for this defense is they've proven without a shadow of a doubt when they go up against – you know, lower end offenses, which this has been with Trevor Simeon behind center. And I know they might try to try some things, maybe with Taysom Hill today, get creative because of, you know, not having Elvin Kamara, not having uh, Mark Ingram potentially. I mean, they're, they're going to be running out running backs that we were both Googling before. the, <laughs> And I don't think we had enough time to Google these guys enough to figure out if they've even played any meaningful snaps in the NFL. So, you know, Sean, Sean Payton, a guy that historically is able to scheme some things up, do some good things, but the talent level, on this Saints offense. It's just not where it needs to be against a defense that's going to force Trevor Simeon to probably make mistakes, but they're also going to try to confuse him. You know, he, before the season, right, I mean, what, what's it been two or three seasons since he played any real NFL snaps. So he's kind of getting back ramp back up himself. I expect them to put some pressure on him in his secondary to confuse him a little bit today.
0: Yeah. And that should be the goal. That should be what the bills look to do because you mentioned it. it's not a who's who's list at running back. So who's that you have, Uh, Tony Jones Jr., Dwayne Washington. And then you have Ty Montgomery, who is that hybrid wide receiver running back. Yes, Taysom Hill can hurt you with his feet, but I believe he's actually dealing with a foot injury right now as well, so we'll see how effective he would even be when he's in there. But Trevor Simeon's going to be the guy that's going to get the bulk of those opportunities at quarterback today. And and the Bills actually played him back in 2017 when he was with Denver. They kept him in check. Two interceptions, no touchdowns in that game. Uh, I I think that the Bills have a really good shot to not only confuse Simeon, uh, but also even get after him. Sometimes if he holds the ball a little bit too much trying to press, I think that maybe that is when the
1: passers will get home. So I, I I do see this defense
0: bouncing back in a big way today.
1: So I saw Patrick over on YouTube. I can I can actually see some of the, the comments here. I mean, look at us. We're traveling. we got the whole road set up here. Maybe I'll take a picture of this, tweet it out. Uh, but I see that, you know, uh, is it more about bringing pressure or is it more about stopping the run? Well, I think the pressure leads to stopping the run. I think causing more chaos in the defensive backfield is important. Also, what's gonna help stopping the run this week? I know that they don't have Star LaTulele, but they're gonna have Tremaine Edmonds back. We've seen how much they've missed him. You know, in, in a game last week against a run game that was a little bit better. I know that the Saints are gonna offer anything to nearly representing what you know Jonathan Taylor did a couple days ago. But I think Tremaine Edmonds getting downhill, looking healthy, playing, being available out there, playing alongside Matt Blano, that's gonna mean something good.
0: Oh, it's gonna be huge. And listen, <sighs> We know that Edmonds is an athletic freak, but it truly does help when you have him in that secondary uh, unit, at the linebacker position, being able to come up and help stop the run, plug the runs, get some pressure. You have Matt Milano who can come up from that linebacker position too and get after the quarterback when when his number is called. So there's going to be opportunities for these linebackers to make plays today. Uh, when it comes to the defensive line, Ed Oliver has been playing really good football, Matt. I expect that to continue today as well. So it, if that front uh, of the linebackers and the defensive line can work together today. I think they can really slow down the Saints in the run game and get after Trevor Simeon.
1: Because of what happened with Jonathan Taylor, I, I don't think I really... Knew how how bad it's been turning the ball over for this Bills offense. I mean, you know, Brian Dable came out uh, on Monday, and you know he was asked a couple different questions, and it didn't take him too long to get in how fr- get into how frustrated he is at the way that the Bills are you know turning the ball over, and it could have been worse. I mean, there's there's been fumbles where the Bills have recovered. It's almost like every game. You look to the fumble, uh, you know, uh, stat on the box score and there's one, two, three, three fumbles. And the Bills have been fortunate at times, but they have to take care of the ball today. That's going to be super important. And here's another thing. When it comes to taking care of the ball, wh- wh- when you're running back kicks, no fa- I mean, I- I'm not trying to throw shade here. But, you know, if Isaiah McKenzie uh, is in there and it's probably looking like he's going to be, uh, we'll talk about why, why he might not be in a second. You know, you've got to take care of the football. You've got to make sure that you're not you're not giving the ball bo- turn the ball over and then you know giving up easy points
0: yeah listen turnovers is what has plagued this team along with penalties uh last week's was inexcusable he, he slipped it was a wet field i get it wet surface but you can't just fumble the ball when no one has actually hit you that's just not something you should happen uh, that should happen in the nfl when it comes to the turnovers josh allen when he was hit he fumbled the ball they didn't have any idea where it was and then singletary recovered that so we're, we're seeing the interceptions we're seeing the fumbles if you win the turnover battle, Matt, more times than not, you also win the game. Mm-hmm.
1: So the Bills started the clock on Marquez Speedy Stevenson this week. He is—they uh, have 21 days to figure out if they want to make him active, if they want to um, unleash him, uh, if you will, or if they want to, you know, shut him down for the season. That's what you know when you're on that long-term I- IR. Uh, Once you kind of activate him, I think it's before week 11, which is the deadline, which uh, obviously we're in. Uh, So he practiced this week, Uh, got to see him out there a little bit more, and I think that. They're in a situation now that maybe not today on a national stage. Like that's one thing I was thinking about. Like if you got Marquez Stevenson, that could potentially be a guy that you want to add to the mix. Do you really want to unleash him on Thanksgiving Day when there's going to be all these eyes on him? I know Isaiah McKenzie made a really big mistake last week, but you know he's not going to come in here focused, looking to make up for that. Yeah,
0: and, and Stevenson, I, I think it's a good sign that the Bills even activated him. We, we've seen them give some of these rookies in the past. Isaiah Hodgins comes to mind, a red shirt season. Now, Stevenson, though, brings something to this team in, in the aspect of speed. Uh, Nicknamed is Speedy. So he could help as a kick returner, a punt returner, and then you could even roll him out there, Matt, a few snaps per game, run some go rods, run those deep, uh, pass. you know, get the deep passing game going. Because if Josh Allen can hit the, a deep pass here and there to Stevenson, who's not going to get the attention of a Stephon Diggs or an Emmanuel Sanders, that unlocks digs underneath and Cole Beasley out of the slot. So Stevenson, i be, I think it would be a minor role on offense when he gets the opportunity, he can help unleash this offense
1: a little bit as well. I'd look for Cole Beasley to get a little bit more involved today. I think he's got a little more time now to heal up from those ribs injuries. wasn't listed. Uh, even as, uh, any designation here on the injury report. All right. Um, Let's get to our predictions. Uh, We're going to have full coverage from the stadium all evening long. Follow both uh, both of us on social media at Matt Perino, at Ryan Talbot Bills. We'll have you covered all evening. Um, I'll go first. Uh, I think the Bills are pissed off, you know, and I think they should be. And and I asked John McDermott about it. He said there was a somber mood in there on Monday but you could sense a, a, a little bit of an em- embarrassing feeling for this team. And I think they're going to take that out on the Saints today. And listen, I, I actually contemplated picking the Saints in this game just because of how bad things have been the last couple days, even with all the injuries for a couple weeks. But I think that this is a team that, historically speaking, under Sean McDermott, has found a way when they hit rock bottom in a season to respond and come back and make plays. I think they're going to do that today. I think we're going to see you know, throwback Thanksgiving Day Josh Allen, the Bills run it up a little bit. 35 to 17, the Bills win. I like that, Matt.
0: Listen, it it is Thanksgiving Day, and most people around America are going to be having some turkey today, but the Bills are going to be serving up 40 burgers.
1: Wow. Uh, you don't eat hamburgers on Thanksgiving, Ryan. Right? I'm just saying. I feel
0: like I'm throwing it out there. I think that the defense has a great opportunity to have two or three turnovers in this game with Simeon at quarterback, with it, with all the playmakers out for the Saints. You get that good field position for the offense that allows Josh Allen in the unit to thrive, or maybe some even pick sixes involved. You mentioned Isaiah McKenzie. If he's the returning the ball, he might be playing with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder too, and he might be looking to make a statement that that he belongs out there despite that mistake last week. So. Oh, sorry. Oh about no! That. Go, ahead, go Forty-one
1: ahead. thirteen. Forty-one thirteen. Very good. All right. If you're hosting a large party, check out Topps' huge selection of party platters for a delicious, effortless, and affordable, no stress way to impress. For complete details, stop by their carryout cafe or visit ToppsMarkets.com/slash/FantasyFoodball. He's Ryan Talbot. I'm Matt Bruno. Man, this was, this was fun, man. We we took a walk down the French Quarter. Uh, the, the visuals are, are really cool. Thanksgiving in New Orleans. I didn't know what to expect, but it's it's been awesome.
0: Yeah, it, it's lived up to. The hype. A lot of people were telling us all about New Orleans leading up to this. My first time here, so it's been unbelievable. Hope that everyone at home has a great
1: Thanksgiving and thank you for your continued support. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Ryan Talbot, Matt Perino. We will see you after the game. Stay up late with us. We'll have the post-game show. We'll see you then. Take care, everybody. Chef, a Buffalo football podcast hosted by Matt Perino and Ryan Talbot.